So what a blessing to get together. Uh, you know, last day of Hanukkah for us. Some of you are on different uh, uh, timelines and uh, your Hanukkah is over, and that's great too. Time of uh, dedication, uh, the Feast of Dedication. Not a biblical feast, but a fun time uh, when, you know, look, we take as much opportunity as we can get to praise the name of Yeshua and identify with Yeshua and everything that we say and everything that we do. It's a blessing to be on this tour here in uh, the the in North America, I can say. Yeah, that covers Canada. Uh, in North America, just to share about what's going on in Israel um, and also just to give people updates on the, on the ministry. And we appreciate all those who are supporting the work that we are doing and for everyone who is praying for us uh, through this mission. Uh, um, I was meant to fly back to... Uh, Israel tomorrow, and I'm going to be extending my stay here uh, because our focus is to raise the resources that we need to be the most effective that we can be at this time of war. So anyway, we're just going to open with prayer. We're going to press in. We're going to have a little bit of worship uh, for a couple of songs. And then we're going to open up the scriptures and obviously have the time when we can interact together in Yeshua's name. What a blessing. So Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. And we just want to recognize you, Yeshua, in the center of our lives. Without you, where would we be? And we don't have to think where we'd be. We just have to rejoice in what you have done within our lives that you have set us free. So Yeshua, we just are so thankful for the difference that you have made within our lives. We thank you for the word because your word has brought transformation to our hearts. Your word is, is what it brings us together. We are hungry for you, Father, to, to know you more, to walk in your ways. So we pray as we fellowship today uh, that uh, you will speak into our lives. And uh, Father, that we'll all just share and we'll know more about each other by the end of this meeting as well, and that we will take something away from this time together. Uh, of blessing, encouragement, in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Um, just want to take a moment just to open up some of the scriptures today. We're talking in the portion of John chapter 14, 15, and 16, and I hope you've been enjoying our times together. Thank you so much to Bob and to Al, who've taken the last two weeks, because as we're traveling here, sometimes we've had meetings on um, on the Sunday afternoons, and we haven't been able to uh, come onto the Zoom call personally, but it's a blessing to see the community just flowing if if we're in the meetings or not. What a blessing, um, because we want to keep them on, uh, even if I'm not available as I'm traveling, because it's a great time for us to pray. It's a great time for us to share. And more than anything, we want to have the ability for others to participate uh, and share. And, you know, we don't just want to hear what the Father is speaking through me, but we want to hear what the Father is saying through each and every one of us. Uh, we've got William with us as well. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us as well. Blessings to have you there. You've got the fire on. I've got the fire behind. Oh, it's hot here in Canada. Maybe some snow on the ground, but man, this is t-shirt weather. Eh? Hey, man, good to see you, William. Blessings to you. Yeah, down there in Florida. Yeah. Showing off the, the the shorts, the shorts, yes, absolutely, nice and warm for you. So like I said, John 14, 15, and 16, my encouragement is 
that we get hold of these portions of Scripture, that we stand upon the promises that are written within uh, these uh, Scriptures, because here is Yeshua. He's he's going over all the things uh, that he has been communicating to the disciples. He's also opening up new things. He's making it clear where he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in Elohim, believe in me. And he's talking about, I've got to go. Uh, I've got to go to prepare a place for you because this is marriage talk. So everything we see in this section is the preparation for the wedding supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And this is vitally important. And as we share about the importance of the marriage as part of the package of being born again. Why are we born again of the Spirit? You know, why is it that uh, we need more than just praying uh, and giving our lives to Yeshua? Why is it that we need uh, to be betrothed to the Son of Elohim? Why do we have to have this marriage? And when we understand the true foundation of the gospel of the kingdom, and that's the gospel Yeshua came to preach, um, you know, we understand that for the redemption of mankind, it's not good enough just for you to be saved, because what are we saved from? You know, salvation is about being saved, being delivered from the consequences of the golden calf and also the consequences of Adam and Eve, because we were born into the sinful nature. Of course, Yeshua is the second Adam. His perfection was tested. So we see in Matthew chapter 3, where at the at the immersion of Yeshua, what does uh, the, the dove comes down and uh, you hear uh, the, the father saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And perfection has to be tested. And I love that point. You know, you can say you're a believer. You can say that you're following the truth. Well, I'm going to know that by how you live your life. And that was the same for Yeshua. He had to be tested, and it was the Ruach HaKodesh. It was the Spirit who led him out into the wilderness to be tested. Perfection had to be tested. And he passed the test, and what did he say? Away from me, Hasatan. Away from me, Satan. Worship the Lord thy God and serve him only. That's a little bit of my King James. If uh, you, some of you uh, know that in Scotland, there's a little bit of King Jimmy over there, but not too much of it, uh, you know. The, the blessed instead of blessed, you know, that might come out from time to time, you know, but that's okay. You know, it's funny when people want to prophesy, thus saith the Lord, you know, we can kind of go back yeah. into our theatrics. Yeah. So anyway, where did, where did that come from? Where am I going with that? I do not know. That's not even part of what we're talking about here. Yeah. We're talking about the importance of the marriage, the importance of who the second Adam is, Yeshua, and how that if we are not married, you know, you can be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, but if we are not married to Yeshua, we haven't experienced the fullness uh, of restoration. Because the restoration is, let the, let the bride of the Lamb say, come Yeshua HaMashiach, come. And that's the Feast of Tabernacles. We need to be married to Yeshua so that we are in a higher place than the office that was given to Adam and Eve right back there in the beginning of Genesis, Genesis with creation. Thank you, Father. And it's the Father's desire that we are in fellowship with him. 
So we are not called to be servants, we're not called to be slaves, but we're called to be sons of Elohim, daughters of Elohim. We're called to belong to him. And this is the language that's spoken of in John chapter 14, 15, and 16. It's the language of belonging, you know? And, you know, we even see at the end of chapter 16, not the end of chapter 16, verse 15, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from from me and he will make known to and he will make this known to you. So we see that the Father wants to pour out the fullness of blessing upon us. And that's that's what was coming through Abraham. Abraham, I'm bringing you out. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to bless you. And through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And that's not because the Abraham's going to design the new technology for ways. Uh, to find your way around when you're driving. It's not because of the retina technology in your iPhone. That's not what. That's not how all the nations of the earth will be blessed through Abraham. All the nations will be blessed through Abraham because of uh, the redemption, because of the marriage, because of the work of Yeshua through the singular seed, which is Yeshua, not through the seeds. It's through the seed as we read in the book of Hebrews. So I want us to open up in John chapter 16. And I thought <clears throat> when I was speaking at Lion of Judah a couple of weeks ago, uh, I hope you got a chance to watch uh, some of that message. We got quite a lot of feedback from the nations, uh, from people who were so blessed with that message and the things that we shared there. I only got really the first two lines, <laughs> the first verse of chapter 16, and I thought I was going to do like a bit of a teach on chapter 16. And it says this in verse 1, All this I have told you so that you will not fall away, right? And in the word fall away, uh, the literal word here is the word stumble. And it's not just you're walking along and you stumble because, you know, you just happen to stumble you're over, over your feet. It's talking about an obstacle that's been put there, or it could be a trap that the enemy has put there to, uh, to basically knock you down, right? All this I've told you so that you're not going to get knocked down when the plans of the enemy come in. We have authority in the mighty name of Yeshua. We have the authority to overcome. And, you know, when we see the portion of Scripture that says, you will do what I've been doing and greater things than these because I go to the Father, what he's not saying is he's not saying he's going to lift up a certain person or people that are going to be far greater than Yeshua. What he's talking about corporately and spread-wise, because Yeshua dwells within us, we will do what he has been doing and greater things than these. And what releases that authority? It's our submission to Yeshua. And, uh, you know, we're in a, a meeting the other day and just listening to uh, how people are trying to progress in their faith and what type of attacks they are under. And many people think, if I just get the, uh, the Hebrew language down, Everything's going to be great. I'm going to be far more spiritual. I'll have far greater understanding. Well, here's Kenny Russell from Scotland that's not very good at putting languages together. I might understand bits and pieces, but, you know, my, my focus is, you know, look, I try my best to learn, and I, I, I still i am looking at how I learn even more. Of course, I've got to live there and speak there, and uh, it's different. But when I'm ministering to the Orthodox Jews or I'm ministering to the religious Jews or those that speak perfect Hebrew, who understand the scriptures in the Hebrew language, when I'm sharing with them the revelations of Yeshua, 
and opening up the gospel of the kingdom and the Torah and the Tanakh, you know, the tears are running down their faces. They're, How do you know this? You know, you don't even speak proper Hebrew. How do you know this? How do you understand this? This is amazing. This is this should be taught in every synagogue in the land of Israel. And I'm like, okay, if you want me to come and speak, I'll come and speak. Talk to your rabbi, and I'll come in and share these things, right? And they don't understand why they're crying. They're embarrassed. They're growing men, and they're crying because the word is being spoken. The truth is being opened, the blindfolds coming off their eyes. And some people think the more I understand Hebrew, the better witness I'll be able to be in the language that you speak and also uh, witness in the land of Israel. But my testimony is this. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to have the wisdom of the Spirit. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart of understanding so that we can function for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that's what we need to do. So what, what's he saying here in verse one? All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. What's he saying? He says, listen, I've got to go away, but it's okay. Like, don't panic. I'm going to leave the Ruach HaKodesh. I'm going to give you the spirit. Verse 26 of 15, when the advocate comes, the one who's uh, going to defend the truth, the one that's going to protect you, lead you into the truth, whom I will send from the Father, he is the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father. He will testify about me, and you must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. And, you know, what's what's my testimony today? I didn't walk at the time of Yeshua. I didn't see the things that uh, the the apostles saw, the, the disciples saw in the time of Yeshua. But I have a testimony of an encounter of a living God. My testimony is Yeshua's alive. He is living in me. I've encountered the testimony, and I can testify about Yeshua today. And you can testify about Yeshua. We're not in religion. We're not just reading a, a book of incredible stories of something that happened 2,000 years ago, we're talking about something that is happening right now. And, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And, and the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit, is going to bring us all into that place of understanding the words and the works of Yeshua so that we can press in and we can know him more, that we can be in fellowship, that we can be in relationship. And when we look at the events of Mount Sinai in Exodus uh, chapter 20, when, when the commandments are being audibly spoken to the children of Israel and all those who so journeyed amongst them, they were hearing the commandments, the, the ketubah, the conditions of the marriage were being blasted out to them, and it waxed loud. It got so loud. And the people shouted out, no, stop, stop. We can't take it. We can't, we, we just can't take this. We need an advocate. We need a mediator. We, we can't do this. Um, you know, we're, we're going to die. We, we just can't be in this presence. But you and I, through the Holy Spirit, isn't it amazing to be in the presence of Yahovah? Yeah, we can enter in. We we can go we can go right in by the blood of Yeshua. We can come into the presence of the Father. We can experience the richness of what it truly means uh, to be in His presence. You know, we've all had those encounters, and sometimes we need to take uh, stock of the times where Yeshua supernaturally transformed us by His Spirit. 
And, you know, it might be in how we've experienced deliverance. You know, we look at, at the, 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 you know, we can go back and look at what took place on the day that we were saved, the day of salvation. And then we can also look at all of the encounters that we have experienced where Yeshua showed up, where the miraculous showed up. Just with my brother the other day down the road, and, you know, he had a testimony of um, getting ready to go into hospital with diabetes. His toes were all black, and they were getting ready to cut his toes off. And uh, just before the, the surgery and before those things took place, guess what happened? Uh, you know, all of a sudden, the black toes started to have circulation. And what's he praying for? Father, I'm praying for healing. He's calling on the body of Messiah, standing in the gap for healing. And you know what the surgeon said? This does not happen. And how many times do we hear that? This doesn't happen. This is not meant to happen like this. This is a miracle what's taken place. And uh, we know that the spirits of Yehovah is at work, that there is healing. By his stripes we are healed. We want to see the supernatural, the transforming power of Yeshua manifesting within our lives and in everything that we do. So we give you thanks, Father, for what you are doing. So all this I've told you so that you will not stumble. All this I've told you so you won't fall away. So when the devil comes to trip you up, He's, he's not going to succeed. Why? Because we want to be attentive to the words of the Spirit. They'll put you out of the synagogues. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering service to Elohim. And that's, that's an interesting quote there, isn't it? You know, there's a time who come, there's a time coming when even if they kill you, they'll think that they are offering Elohim service, that they're doing this for the right reasons. And uh, I was, as I was meditating on this, I was reminded, uh, you know, I don't uh, quote so much uh, from the place of Judaism or, uh, you know, from uh, the Talmud and, uh, and different things like that. And you know, you know me, listen, I don't, I'm done with religion. I don't know about you. I'm done with religion. But one of the prayers one of the benedictions that religious Judaism has is a prayer. They, they, they call it uh, like a, a blessing on the, the heretics, right? But it's basically, it's a curse, yeah? And the curse is this. Uh, they have a prayer. It's the 12th prayer of, of the different prayers that they do throughout the day. And, and one of those prayers is to curse the Nazarenes. And why are they seeking to curse the Nazarenes? Because they want to come against Yeshua. They want to come against those who believe in Yeshua. So what does it say? There's a time coming, they're going to kick you out of the synagogue, right? And they're going to think that they're doing this, they're offering service to Yehovah. And who would have thought that even to this day, religious Jews, in one of their prayers each day, is to curse Nazarenes. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. They're praying a curse because they think that they are offering service to um, to Yahovah before the Father. But that's not true. That's not what, what's happening. It says in verse 3, they will, do, uh, they will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. And, and listen, if there's ever a time where we need to take note of this, listen, I'm not going to sing off two song sheets. If we don't understand the gospel of the kingdom, you don't understand the position 
of Jews today concerning the covenant promise. Are they God's chosen people? And when we say God's chosen people, what are we saying? Not are they descendants of Abraham? Are they in covenant today with the Father? And when Yeshua died, and this is part of the gospel of the kingdom, when Yeshua died, the marriage that happened at Mount Sinai with Judah ended. Now, the northern kingdom were also married at Mount Sinai and the sojourners amongst them and the sojourners amongst Judah as well. But they were, they were expelled from the land uh, in 722 uh, BC. They were expelled from the land. They were divorced. And you read that in Jeremiah chapter 3. And these are things that we have to speak to the Christian church. We've got to wake them up to understand the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, we were talking last night just about uh, encounters and conversations that we were having. And uh, we, we were reading, I, I was with Greg Locke, uh, sharing the gospel of the kingdom with him uh, a number of months ago, or on my last trip. So it's more than a number of months ago. It's like a year ago. And uh, I had that time to speak with him on the gospel of the kingdom and put the plumb line down with him. And he says, you're blowing my mind. He's he didn't know what to do with himself because he knew what I was saying was the scripture. You're blowing my mind. And then the next morning, I'm at the prayer breakfast uh, for the men. The men get together, have a time of prayer in the word. And what was the scripture they were reading from? It was the scripture of the Assyrians expelling Israel from the northern kingdom. And I listened to the, the commentary of uh, what was being spoken by Greg, what was being spoken by other elders in the room. And they, they just totally missed it. They, they were just so looking at things in the natural and just trying to find practical principles out of what was being said. And, you know, that's what we see in many traditional churches. They just go through the scriptures, just looking at things practically for that little portion of scripture. But they fail to connect that portion of scripture with the rest of the word. You know, how many times have we heard, uh, you know, go back and look at it within context. And sometimes when we think of looking at it in context, you think you're looking at just three verses before or three verses after. But sometimes looking at it in context is to go back and study the whole uh, uh, process of what's happening. Where are we in the process of the gospel of the kingdom at this point? And I, I asked Greg, I said, you know, I said, listen, would it be possible just to share for three minutes what truly is going on in this portion of scripture. In fact, and you know, he gave me permission. And I said, in fact, you know, because of what happened here in Kings 17, this, this gives us the foundation of why Yeshua came to the Galilee and he didn't go to Jerusalem. He went to the Galilee and he says, I've come, <laughs> a bit of King James, but for uh, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I've come for the lost sheep of the house of, of Israel in the Galilee. That's what I'm here for. And to fulfill testimonies, we see in Matthew chapter 4, land of Zebulun and Naphtali. That's where they were expelled from. Yeshua says, I'm coming to bring my kingdom back together and making it one. So what do we see this? We're seeing here, listen, they'll do these things because they've not known the Father and they've not known me. You know, what did Yeshua say? He, he says, if you, if you are uh, sons of Elohim, you would know me. But because you don't know me, you are not his children. Oh, we're Abraham's children. No, you're not. Why? Because of your fruit, because of how you're operating. 
So they don't know the Father, they don't know me. So in our witness, we've got to come from that understanding. And, and this is not from a position of arrogance to say, wow, look at us, look at what we have. We have revelation, you don't have revelation. Listen, will you fall to your knees and will you intercede for the lost? Will you fall to your knees and pray for the brokenhearted? Will you fall to your knees and, play, and stay in that place of intercession? Pour out your spirit upon the land of Israel. Pour out your spirit on all these people that think they're connected to the Father with their religion. And in reality, they're not connected to the Father. They don't know the Father. They don't know the Son. All this I've told you so that when their time comes, uh, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you ask, where are you going? Interesting point there in verse 5. None of you ask, where are you going? Well, you go back to verse 14, and what's the very thing that they say? Hey, where are you going? <laughs> so it's like the deeper we get into the message of what Yeshua is saying as he's bringing in his fullness so that we can truly walk this walk. We lose connection with where we have been. We lose connection. We, You know, you ever been in that place where you have a thought and you lose your train of thought? Boom, it's gone. You have no idea. It's like totally gone. As you get older, of course, it happens a lot more often than when you're younger, yeah? But, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. We can still have those moments where we just disconnect from what's happening. When you're in a place of fear, when you're in a place of terror or or you know, challenges. What's the very thing that happens? It's the attack on the on the um, on the order of the mind. Because when confusion comes, you're going to get crushed. But where there is order, you're 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 able to operate. So that you know, when we look at terror, what does terror seek to do? I was terrified, and when you're terrified, what happens? You freeze. You're not able to function. And, and this is why we've got to train in the Spirit. We've got to operate in the Spirit. We've got to study the Word. We've got to get to that place where we're listening to the words of Yeshua. We've got to rehearse on the words of Yeshua. Why? For your very survival. So when these things happen, you're not going to stumble. You're not going to fall to the plans of the enemy. Yeshua said they're going to kick us out of the synagogue. Yeshua didn't say that we we're going to walk in and speak so harshly to them that they, uh, you know, it's going to be a nightmare. No, he says they're going to kick us out of the synagogue. They're going to recognize that the message that we are bringing is a conflict to what they are teaching as they bring their false religion because they're not connected to the Father. None of you ask, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief. And this is the point I'm making because I have said these things. So we listen to you know, the flow of what's going to happen in these days. We listen to the words of Yeshua. Listen, you're going to receive the Spirit. The world can't receive the Spirit. Listen, we've got so many believers. They're so confused over the gifts of the Spirit, the function of the Spirit. Why? Because people who don't have the Spirit, they want to knock them down. They want to push them down. They want to break them. And the world's not going to accept the Spirit, but you're going to accept the Spirit. We've got to understand that if we are truly walking in Torah, one of the feasts is Shavuot. It's the time of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Spirit. We need the outpouring of the Spirit within our lives if we are going to have the ability to live this life. So greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 
So time's up, Hasatan. Time's up. Elohim has taken over. It's time for him to take over. So how is he going to take over in my life? I've got to submit. So when that fear and that panic and those things rise up, you better be careful because what you do is you step out of the spirit, you move back into the flesh and you want to accomplish things in your own mind, in your own understanding, in your own strength, in your own abilities. And what we've got to do is yield. It's no longer I that live, but it's Messiah living in me. And how do how do we know if we're submitted to the spirit? Well, ask yourself the question, when was the last time you got offended? Now, you know, I don't know. You know, it's not like you go visiting the morgue all the time. I've been to the morgue a few times to pray for dead uh, dead people. But, you know, if you spit on a dead person, if you kick them, man, you could run them over with your truck, right? They've got nothing to say to you, right? You know, there's no offense. And if we truly are dead to self and alive in Messiah, why is there so much offense among the brethren? Huh? So we've got to get to that place where in the midst of everything that we do, that we are not subject to the flesh, but we're subject to the spirit, that we recognize the world cannot accept the spirit. It's not going to accept the spirit, uh, but we have got to stand upon his promises. Hallelujah. So just think about that for a second. Don't move into the place of grief because the Holy Spirit says things are going to get tough. Things are going to get tough, but you're going to walk in signs and wonders and miracles. No temptation has seized me except what is common to man. But he is faithful and just so that he can put me on a desert island with some nice sunshine, some coconuts. No, that's that's not what it says. When those temptations come, when those difficult times come, this is what he says. I'll give you the ability to stand up under it. Now, that's if I was writing the Bible, I wouldn't have wrote that. I'd be like, Paul, you know what you're talking about? Can you just reword this? I think we need to go to the editing booth and just reword this a little. I don't want to stand up under it in the flesh. I want to be taken out of it. But yet the scripture talks about having the authority to stand up under it. There's nothing that you are facing right now that you can't handle by the Spirit. Yet we have uh, many people who are suffering extreme anxiety, uh, suffering so much stress, breakdowns, they can't function, they can't do this. And what's the promises of Yahovah? He says, never will I leave you or forsake you. I'm going to give you the strength. And I believe this is a word not just for, for someone, I believe it's a word for all of us that we're, we're not called to walk in grief just because things are going to get tough. We're not called to uh, have a, a defeatist mindset uh, just because they kick you out of the synagogue or they abuse you when they think that they're offering service to Yahovah as if you have no connection with Yahovah. When, when religious people come against you, recognize that this is what's going to happen. They're going to come against you. He's warning us of these things so that when they happen, that our reactions will be by the Spirit. Verse 7, but very truly I tell you, it's for your good that I'm going away. Look, it's so good just for the disciples having Yeshua there because they could just hide behind them. But he says, listen, it's for your good I'm going away. Why? Because he's saying it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. When we're discipling people in the ways of Yahovah, 
you know, they see the authority, they see that you know the word, they see that you're seasoned in the word, and, and sometimes they just want to hide behind that. But the more we grow in discipleship and yielding to the spirit and growing in the spirit, the stronger we get. But very truly, I tell you, for it is for your good, I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> the testimony of Messiah dwelling within you by the Spirit will lead people to recognizing their sin, right? It's, it's, it's going to bring a, bring a shaking. It's, it's going to deal with... You know, what true righteousness is, righteousness is not about wearing your suits and attending religious classes. That's not what righteousness is. It's the righteousness of Yehovah. Thank you, Father. Judgment. Oh, no one wants to talk about judgment. But, you know, you know, I, I've had people uh, say to me, you know, just when they've got saved, they've been so freaked out because of what the Spirit has done. And it's, it's, it's brought judgment. Uh, upon them, not not that we've been condemning or smacking them down, just the very presence of the Spirit within our lives brings supernatural change. It brings judgment to the kingdom of darkness. About sin, because people do not believe in me. Yeah, when they start to see the living reality of Yeshua within your life, what does it do to the sin factor within your within their lives? It challenges them on how you live. How come you can stand with your head held high in the midst of despair, in the midst of brokenness, in the midst of death? And whatever you are facing, you have a strength that is within you to stand. That's why I love that scripture in Ephesians chapter 6. It says, when you have done all to stand, stand firm then. And to the logic fleshly mindset, that doesn't make sense. How can you stand firm then? When you've done all to stand, how can you stand when you've done all to stand? It says that you have reached the fullness. So how can you therefore stand firm then? It's a work of the spirit that enables us to stand. And that's what we want to experience. We want to experience the stand of Yehovah. So about righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no, no more. And judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Listen, the devil has no authority. He has no ability. Unless you yield yourself to him, if you yield yourself to the, to the works of unrighteousness, to the works of sin, the devil has authority over you in every element. But if you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, you have the ability to overcome. And this is what people want. They want to be free from the emptiness and the brokenness of what comes from following uh, the plans and, the, and the, the structures of this world. But when we are in Messiah, when we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, we have authority to have victory in this world. We have authority to express the goodness of a mighty God. And when people see us, they don't just see us, but they see the work of the Spirit through us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. That's just what I, I want to share here today. Next week, we're going to talk uh, from verse 12 down and just uh, open up a few elements on those scriptures. So I just want you to recognize, look, the devil wants to trip you up. He wants to tell you you're no good. You can't amount to much. You can't experience the richness of his goodness. You can't overcome. And when all these people come against you, Yeshua wants to make it clear to you 
when these, these conflicting events happen, don't worry, I told you this before it would happen, so when it takes place, you recognize that you have victory in the Spirit. You recognize that this is just the way of the world. This is how the world operates. It's not going to accept you. It's not going to accept the work of the Spirit. But guess what, brothers and sisters? We've got a job to do. We've got a job to do to allow Him to reign in us, to bring transformation, to minister to the broken. There's a hurting and broken generation out there that need the love of Yeshua. They need you and I to be strong. They need us to walk in His ways. And even in the midst of your failings, even in the times where you don't succeed, when you can't break through, listen, we've got to delve back into the Word until we establish the principles and the foundation of the Word gets established within our life. It doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes people see your weaknesses, your brokenness, and your failures, and they judge you from that point. But don't dismiss the work of the Spirit. Because discipleship is about growing in the Spirit understanding the victory that we have and everything to do with discipleship is about being taught by the spirit being taught so we are growing in him i'm not the same today as what i was yesterday or yesteryear i'm not the same we are being changed from day to day we're going from glory to glory so we don't focus on the brokenness of the past but we focus on the greatness of who he is thank you father father thank you for your word today Thank you, Father, for, for your words, Yeshua, for what you have said, that you speak life into our lives, into our families, Father, into our walk. We pray for our communities right now. We pray for those around us that we will be a witness and testimony of your righteousness, of your goodness. And Father, forgive us of the times that we fail. We know that we fall short. We know that we don't have all the answers. And this is the truth and what we want to share with this generation it's not by might nor by power. It's not by what we can accomplish, but it's about by the Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, we give you permission to reign in us. And we ask you, Father, to take us to new places, to new heights in your presence, in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.